0: Oh my goodness, we are live. Winter is coming. AEW Dynamite. What an incredible night of action. We just finished up here. It will be announced, or it was announced that next week it will be CM Punk Sting and Darby Allen taking on FTR and MJF. Uh, members obviously of the pinnacle. But let's just get right to it. Uh, my name is Thomas. I am running solo tonight. Uh, Tim is on vacation, as he well deserves to get out of here for a couple days and spend some time with the family. So it's just going to be me tonight. Um, but if you got anything to say, obviously you can use hashtag tweet the table. Uh, we'll read those throughout tonight. Uh, got a couple that I do want to bring up, and then if you're on the uh, YouTube live chat, uh, obviously um, bring in a comment. We already got one started. Look at that. Tim says this show sucks without Tim. I don't disagree. You know, as you can see on the YouTube stream, there's not a lot of fun stuff behind me. You got a picture of the first ever MMA event. I worked at Titan fighting 16. And then you got the, uh, uh, super bowl, uh, newspaper from the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but that's what we got because I don't know technology. Uh, But with that being said, winter is coming and it is incredible. That was a pro wrestling show that stacks up with some of the greats, right? That's the pro wrestling fans, pro wrestling show. It kicked off with the aw world heavyweight championship match hangman adam page your champion taking on challenger brian danielson went an hour went to a draw now here's what i'll say it was incredible instant classic match of the year uh nominee no doubt about it however my only uh my only Quick criticism is we've only had, I think, what, less than six draws in AW history, and two of them are Brian Danielson, right? So we already did this year the draw with Kenny Omega, and now we do a draw with Hangman Adam Page. And by all means, you know, it's okay, but if you're only going to use it that little, right, if you're only sparingly using that throughout your your promotion – don't have two of them be one guy. That's where, you know, I understand we're trying to protect Brian Danielson to a certain extent, to where, you know, he's just not taking pinballs to take pinfalls. However, uh, I wish I would have saw Hangman win, especially with his first um with his first defense, right? So Tim uh still staying in here on the chat. He says, I thought doing a 60 minutes and a draw was a little much. Again. I think the match itself, a standalone, you're showing it to a wrestling fan or a casual fan. They might be hooked or entertained. And I was definitely entertained throughout. It was hard hitting. It was action packed. There was nothing to really criticize about the match. It's just when you take a step back and you look at the bigger picture, I don't know if Brian Danielson needed to be air quotes protected to uh, go to a draw with Hangman, especially with Hangman. Uh, getting uh, this being his first title defense. Um, Tim's staying in here in the chat. He says, I would have preferred a payoff after that long, either do a draw or do an hour, but not both agree. Right? Like that's what I, th- I think. If you're going to go to an hour, you know, in the last minute, that's when Hangman hits the buck shot and gets the victory. Now, I will say this after it was over, the first thought I had was, wouldn't it be funny if they do uh, a rematch, let's say uh, the first show on TBS in January, right? Rematch to kick off our new partnership or our new show uh, on TBS. It's going to be a title match. Challenger, Brian Danielson, champion, hangman Adam page, one minute match, buckshot, lariat hangman wins. That I think would be funny. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Right. Like, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. They have really creative ideas. However, with that being said, I do hope Hangman gets that victory. I, I know we're going to have to do it again, brother, as they say, because um, you can't just leave that and then go on to Hangman versus the winner of Punk or MJF. And you can't have Brian Danielson just go, you know, hang out in the you know mid card against uh, another, you know, Miro or someone like that. So I think we're going to do it again. But again, let's do the next one. Have a more shocking pop of a of a finish because, as I said, great, fantastic match. But if you didn't do the draw with Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, I would have liked this one more. But because you already did that a couple months ago, that's where eh, not the not the greatest taste in my mouth. But again, standalone by itself, instant classic. Loved every second of it. Um, was just a little ah about the, the finish, but that's just splitting hairs again. Uh fantastic match. So again, I am Thomas rolling solo here on Spanish Announced Table. Tim is usually joining me. So if you're joining for the first time, thank you for either listening or joining in the YouTube uh chat here. Um, so again, we're recapping AW Dynamite. Winter is coming, it has been fantastic. Uh Oh, look at that. Tim's giving me compliments via text message saying the mic sounds great. Cause obviously I had mic issues last week. So thanks Tim. Look at that. Communicating so many different ways. Technology. It's overwhelming. Anyhow. So we got AEW dynamite. I'm going to be looking at my notes here because that's typically what I do. So let's get into kind of a breakdown. As we mentioned, kicked off with the championship match, Uh hangman, Brian Danielson going to a draw. As soon as we got out of that match, we went to a commercial break and we came back, Adam Cole, Young Bucks, and Bobby Fish backstage. And Adam Cole says on the holiday edition of AEW Dynamite, he has a surprise that the Young Bucks are going to love. Now, quick detail about this promo. When he mentions that we're going to have a uh, promo, or excuse me, that we're going to have a surprise that the Young Bucks are going to love, he instantly looks to Bobby Fish. I think, you know, if you're reading uh, the dirt sheets as they are or you're, you know, paying attention to the business of professional wrestling, you know that there's a a high priced or a high valued uh, free agent right now. Kyle O'Reilly, former member of the Undisputed Era, which also had Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. It looks like that's what they were teasing. I don't know if that's going to be it, though. You know, I think that's. Obviously, AEW does a great job of uh, giving you a tease and then giving you the, the correct payoff, right? If we go back to saying how uh, uh, CM Punk was going to be joining and then it was CM Punk, right? Like it was an open secret, but we were okay with it. I don't know if we're going to do that this time around. I wouldn't be shocked, right? If they go with Kyle Riley, that's going to be the fun story because then we got the dissension while Kenny Omega's out. Adam Cole, Young Bucks, Bobby Fish, Kyle Riley. Where does that lead to? Maybe Kyle, maybe Kenny Omega then comes back. Then we get the uh, Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Era match that we're looking for. But I don't know about the surprise. I think maybe the surprise is going to be some type of special weapon used on the best friends. I, I could see it being that. Um, but who knows, right? I'm a gas bag dum-dum. It could be Kyle Riley, And again, I wouldn't hate it. But Adam Cole does... Uh, give us the the tease that next week on the holiday edition of AW Dynamite, it's uh, going to be a surprise for the Young Bucks. Tim's staying in here in the chat. He's going to say he's going to say it's Eva Marie Evolution. No, although I will say this. And I've said this as a, as a criticism of AEW, which again, AEW is my favorite current promotion right now. Call me an AEW mark, whatever you want. I like watching it. It's my favorite show to watch DX suck it. If you don't like it, I will say though, the influx of high named free agents seems to stay as a white person, right? Let's get some diversity in here. You know, uh, um, you know, we did bring in Jay lethal. I know that that was, you know, one of the higher price or excuse me, higher profiled, uh, free agents, but he has the match with Sammy Guevara and where is he at now? Right. Just kind of lost in the shuffle. So if it's going to be Kyle Riley again. I'm happy with it, but let's not just bring in every famous white guy wrestler into the promotion because then you're kind of looking like everything's the same, right? Bunch of white guys talking shit on each other. Let's get some diversity because that's what the world's about. But that's just my opinion. So let's get back into the breakdown. So again, Adam Cole gives us the, uh, the tease for next week. And then we get into a squash match Wardlow versus Matt Seidel Wardlow damn near kills Matt Seidel. And look, Matt Seidel has been going at this for a long time. He's no spring chicken. He's got some, some, uh, tread on the tires that's wearing off as they say. And this was Powerbomb City to the point where Sean Spears was like, hey, let's uh, let's calm it down. And it almost felt like, well, maybe Sean Spears is showing, you know, some empathy, some sympathy for some, you know, poor bastard here that Wardlow is just tearing apart. And so he calls for Wardlow to stop the assault. Wardlow does get one more power bomb in. And then he then he pins him. Sean Spears comes in in the ring says, congrats. Hey, that was a little excessive. Hold the microphone. I'm going to hit this bastard with a chair that that was funny. Right? Like to say that someone is going, you know, crossing the line, but then going like, but I also want my stuff and you know, he's the chairman. So he's going to hit you with a fucking chair. And that's what he did. Uh, so I thought that was a fun touch. I also thought again, a, a thing that AEW does that's really done well is they can tell two stories at one time where one story is the focus. And then there's a sub story to that same character. And what I mean by that is currently MJF is feuding with CM Punk, right? We, we saw that at the end of the show Uh, again next week, it's going to be MJF and uh, FTR taking on CM Punk staying in Darby Allen. But if you go to this segment, you're going to see Sean Spears gets a, gets a call from MJF and MJF is like, Hey, get the champagne, get Wardlow to get my champagne for after uh match celebration, because obviously I'm winning this thing. And you see Wardlow get a little pissed. Like I just put in this work and now you're going to make me be the butler of the pinnacle. I don't know if that's my spot. So we're telling two stories with MJF. Obviously we got the main feud with, uh, w- with CM Punk, but then we've got the subplot of Are these the seeds of Wardlow and MJF going, you know, dissension here is, is this the time we're going to pull the trigger that Wardlow becomes this big star that everyone thought he would be. So I was interested that, that that's fascinating. Maybe we get some more storytelling out of that next week with that, uh, six man tag. Um, but we shall see. So that was the end of the match. Again, more of a squash match for Wardlow. He gets the victory. Sidell gets crushed, uh, and then Sean Spears gets his shots in. MJF tells him to go get the go get the alcohol, go get the champagne. After that, then we get uh, a House of Black promo, and this was scary, right? Like <laughs> this was very scary. Side note: also during this entire uh, show. Uh, Currently, uh, longtime listeners know we record uh, in Kansas City. So I I live in Kansas City. Obviously, Tim is in the KC metro area as well. He's on vacation. So I don't know if this weather is affecting him wherever he's at. Uh, But currently in Kansas City, we have some wildfires in the the great state of Kansas. That's moving our way here in Missouri. And it was windy city uh, to degrees I've never seen before. uh, Smoke kind of all around the neighborhood. You didn't know if your house was on fire. So there was a lot of checking the house during commercial break because I'm dedicated to AEW Dynamite first off. I want you to know that, but also dedicated to this house. So during the commercial breaks, legitimately just making sure my house wasn't on fire. So, so much was going on. Uh, during this episode so we had these winds that were you know 70 miles per hour i don't know if that's fact but that's what it felt like then you had the smoke in the neighborhood uh 65 mile per hour winds is what tim said so yeah there you go it, it was incredible but you had all this wind you had all of this smoke in the neighborhood and then you get this god bless it house of black promo where he's talking like a like a fucking serial killer with a voice that sounds like out of your worst nightmare. And he's talking to some bastard, right? And he, he has this cool now paint on his eye, Malachi Black does, where it's all different colors and all shit. And now he's got a contact that's more distinct than I think usual and all this blue, right? And he's saying all these mean, mysterious blue things that kind of makes your bone chills. And again, with the surroundings that I had, I was getting all nervous. My butthole was puckered because I didn't know what to do. I had my hands in a fist. I didn't know who to hit. There was no one to hit. My dogs were fine. My wife is lovely. So what the fuck? I got all this pent up aggression and and he's scaring me, right? What the fuck? And then at the very end we get Malachi black whisper into whoever this guy or whoever this person, male or female in the voice and says uh, something to the effect again, I didn't write it down, but something to the effect of I'm going to show you there's so much more than just being a King. Now, again, if you're following as a hardcore IWC uh, fan, an internet wrestling community fan uh, you've seen in PWG and in prior uh, matches before Malachi blacks, mm, one of his favorite partners on that independent scene is one Brody King and Brody King just recently got out of his contract at ring of honor. So is that who it is? We get Brody King joining the house of black would be a cool addition. Again, another white guy, but I digress. I think that would be a good fit with what Malachi black brings to the table and what Brody King's presentation is just by a visual standpoint. It fits with what Malachi black's doing. That's my guess is it's Brody King. We'll find out, but it was interesting. And again, it was scary. And it was also scary because I thought my house was on fire and it wins and it's nerve wracking. Things are scary here doing this podcast by myself without Tim, which is a good security blanket to have. And I'm also, you know, we don't know if we're going to make it through, but we're going to try. Thanks for listening in again and joining on the YouTube chat. So after we get the House of Black promo that scared the ever-living shit out of me, we got another banger of a match. And like I said, this was a pro-wrestling fans, pro-wrestling show. Kicked it off with that hour draw with uh, Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. And then the women take it to another level. Obviously, they didn't get to go another hour because that would have been the entire show. But we had Serena Deeb and Akaro Shida just going at it. God dang, acting like the other person stole money from him, just beating the tar out of the, the, the other opponent. It was great. Serena Deeb's submissions, by the way, maybe the best. I know we look, look to Brian Danielson and we look to, you know, other wrestlers and WWE and things of that nature, as far as like best submission artists and things like that. But Serena Deeb is right up there. If not the best, you know. She is incredible and she showed it during this match. And Shida Hikaru Shida just showing her toughness and grit and determination. I thought the finish was great. Uh, this was again the, the, the third match in this uh feud that we have, so I imagine this was going to be where uh each person you know goes their separate ways. I don't know where each person's going to go because neither are in the uh TBS championship tournament. And so, with that being said, maybe Sheeta, who got this victory, gets some momentum. She becomes the first challenger for the TBS championship if, like, say, a Jade Cargill wins the title. But then, where does Serena Deeb go, right? Ser- Serena Deeb is, you know, out of this world with her submissions and physicality. I want to see more of her. Where does she go? Maybe a Tay Conti. Can you imagine that? The judo skills of Tay Conti versus the submission pro wrestling skills of Serena Deeb. Now I know as a you know promo versus promo, not gonna, you know, it's no MJF CM Punk. However, in ring presentation, you just get those two girls to flow in you know, submission holds and judo throws. You got yourself a banger. So maybe that's where they go. That would be uh, you know, something I would actually really enjoy seeing there because obviously Tay Conti just in a title uh, match at the last pay-per-view against Britt Baker. Now it looks like she's going to be in a submission match eh, against Penelope Ford. So there you go. She wins her submission match against Penelope Ford. I'm the best submission female in AEW. Serena Deeb's like, you ain't shit. I got a thousand moves to tap you 10,000 ways. And there's your feud. I would like that. But then so much fun. This is the, this is the other thing too, you know, Uh, here's a little side quest that we're gonna go on real quick. You know, we one of the biggest criticisms was always AEW's women's division just doesn't do. What are we doing? And now, I mean, there's so many great feuds that I can just think off the top of my head that I want to see. Obviously, you got Britt Baker, uh Thunder Rosa, Tay Conti, Serena Deeb, Jade Cargill versus Harkar Oshida. You you still have other bad bitches on the roster, uh, like um like the, the native beast, Niall Rose, you've got, um, uh, Ruby Soho, you've got, uh, Anna J. I I mean, there's just so many women now that you could make as either a title contender or a champion. And so that just speaks to the credit of what AEW is doing with putting the, the effort and the investment into the women's division. So, uh, what was once an Achilles heel of their promotion, I think is one of their strongest suits. And so, uh, again, coming out of this match with Hikaru Shida beating Serena Deeb. I'm just so excited to see what's next for both women, because this was an outstanding match that was just the same level as the, the heavyweight championship match before it. Uh, but again, just didn't get an hour and the stakes weren't, you know, title contender kind of uh, uh, stakes there. So, you know, It's not going to be remembered in the same vein as the Brian Danielson hangman match. But again, as far as entertainment, on par for me. After we got that match, what did we get here? We had Griff Garrison. Did you catch this, guys? Griff Garrison just showing that he's a man, right? Talked about earlier how I'm a man. I'm 36 years old. I live in a house, I'm married. Oh man! And Griff Garrison is talking shit on the guy who just scared me about twenty minutes ago, old Malachi Black. So Tony Shivani's backstage with the Varsity Blondes, and Griff Garrison is saying, "Hey, Malachi Black, I got five across your lip." And uh, old Brian Pillman Junior is like, "Hey, he wants to get in our head. Like, calm down, man. That's he. He's winning." And Griff Garrison's like, if you ain't as mad as me, then step aside, homie. And looks right to the camera and says, Malachi Black, I'm breaking your jaw. Woo! Here's, a, here's a thing I've learned in getting my ass kicked a few different times in my life, which, you know, happens quite oft- often, uh, honestly. But uh, when when someone says specifically how they're going to hurt you, be scared right? It's one thing to be like, I'm going to beat you up or I'm going to, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Okay. But when someone like says, I'm going to break your elbow or I'm going to break your jaw, or I'm going to make you suffer. That person has some hate in their heart and you know, Malachi black, I get it with the fun face and all the stuff, but watch out Griff Garrison. He's tall drink of water with all those you know big curls in the back of his head uh he can kick your ass he can jump out of the building and uh you know looks good getting off the butt bus and I mean, maybe he's got a good butt too I don't know I, don't, I haven't seen him recently but uh what am i saying I don't know where's Tim see this is when Tim kind of you know reigns me in here again we got a crazy uh episode of spanish announce table uh thanks again for listening and joining on the YouTube chat uh talk to Tim here yeah he, he's still on here as well so you know Give him, give him someone to talk to while I talk and gas bag to yourself, but, or to you. Um, but what I was going to say there, Griff Garrison could really take it to Malachi black, which would show me something as far as giving this guy some, some personality because you know, Tim and I have talked the varsity blonde just isn't doing it right. Like nah, because one, if you're out of high school and you're doing a high school gimmick, that doesn't hit with me, at least me. And then if you're, uh, also, just gonna be you know, smiles and fun that'll only last about a week. So, Griff Garrison showing us some fire here. I'm excited. I do think, though, that this is where going back to the Malachi Black promo, we are gonna get Brody King, is my guess. Uh, evening, evening, evening. Is that a word? I don't know. We're going to say it is uh, the odds as probably the varsity blondes try to team up on Malachi black. Then Brody King comes on clean's house. And we got a new house of black oh. And then it'd be really cool. if Julia Hart joins into a little cherry on the top. That's what I hope for, but we shall see. But again, Jeff Garrison, great promo push Brian Pillman Jr. to the side, we're, we're here to avenge the, the, you know, beat down or the scaring Uh, That happened to our sister, right? Julia Hart needs to be avenged, and Griff Garrison's gonna do it, so I like that. That was a good, fun promo. After that, we went to a commercial break and then we get the main event again. This show flew by, uh, because an hour of it was taken by uh, one of the best matches of the year and Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. But we get to the main event, it's for the Dynamite Diamond Ring mjf your two-time winner at the time uh defending that ring in a match against uh dante martin another guy who could just jump out of the building i mean the the leaping ability of this guy he should be you know i know the winter olympics are coming up in a couple months but the next time the summer olympics come around let's get dante martin to try the high jump or pole vault or something jesus christ this guy can jump over the ropes as if it's two inches above them you know like He just makes everything so effortless as he gets over the top rope or does flips off the middle rope. It's incredible what he does, but we got the main event. But before we got the main event, MJF cuts down Texas better than anyone cuts down Texas in pro wrestling. And I love it because look, Texas, if you're listening, anyone from Texas, thank you so much for the support. We genuinely enjoy it. Uh, But one thing is you're not a gimmick. Okay being from texas who cares i'm from kansas city right like we are all born with dirt around us so stop making texas a pro wrestling gimmick it was cool in the 70s when you know stan hansen did it let's move on right we kind of we kind of put this whole cowboy uh texas bullshit to bed uh, when jbl tried it and failed because if you want to be a cowboy uh, we got one, and he's the champion, and he does cowboy shit. Hangman Adam Page. So I love how MJF just cut this crowd down. He just said everything about how they're not smart. They like their kissing cousins. I don't know all the stuff he said. It was fantastic. But then we get to the match MJF versus Dante Martin, really clash of styles, which was fun to see. Uh, in the end, we get MJF getting the victory. Tim says probably wasn't cool in the seventies either. You know, if Tim and I were doing a podcast in the seventies, we probably would like Stan Hansen for his toughness, but maybe not his promos or his gimmick, but we can't say, right. Maybe we'll do a, a retro rewind and we'll watch a Stan Hansen promo and match and then give you our thoughts. That'd be fun. Man. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, MJF gets the victory due to Ricky Starks coming out, causing a distraction for Dante Martin. Then MJF gets to retain his dynamite diamond ring and they're all having fun. And they're uh, going to celebrate, celebrate. And again, this is winter is coming. So the lights got to come down because we got to get sting. Last year, winter is coming. He made his debut this year. We got to get him in again. So lights go down. lights come up. Sting and Darby Allen go take it to FTR and MJF. Now, because MJF and FTR had the numbers advantage, we get to go. How's your father? MJF does to Sting's dick, makes him fall to the ground, and then him and uh, FTR two take out Darby Allen. They're beating each other up, Uh and then we get the chance. See you, Punk, See you, Punk, See you, Punk, and here he comes with a baseball bat, which I thought was cool. Right? It's interesting. You don't just go in there and be like, oh, "I can beat everyone up with my fist." Because Obviously, for my UFC career, you can see how uh, fucking technical I am with uh, throwing punches. Kidding, kidding, calm down. Um, but he brings a baseball bat, which I thought was fun. Chases off FTR. And as mentioned, next week we're going to get that six man tag FTR and MJF taking on Sting, Darby Allen, and CM Punk. What a crazy match that is just on paper. If I would have told you two years ago that we're going to get two indie guys, MJF and Darby Allen. The Revival, Sting and CM Punk all in a match. I mean, how crazy would you have sounded? You know what I mean? Like, but here we are. Here we are. FTR MJF taking on Sting, Darby Allen and CM Punk. I'm excited. Holiday Bash is going to be fun. Uh, so that was your Winter is Coming uh, AEW Dynamite recap. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed you know, all of the matches, uh, again, I think this will be remembered, uh, from the title match that kicked off the show. And as I mentioned, and I'll say it one more time, this was a pro wrestling fans, pro wrestling show. You wanted pro wrestling. You wanted to get all the nonsense to push to the side and focus on what's happening in the ring. You got it here. You got it with the title match and you got it with Serena Deeb and Akaro Oshida. So you couldn't ask for more. Uh, I was very satisfied with this match or excuse me, with this, um, event, I'm excited for holiday bash. Cause it seems like the train's going to keep on rolling. We got holiday bash. Then we got the last show on TNT. Then we got the first show on TBS. Then we got the, uh, clash of champions AEW style on Saturday, January 8th. And I mean, it just keeps on going. The train isn't stopping. This is what the excitement is, right? This is when you want, I want it now. I want to put on another AEW dynamite, you know, like, God dang it! You got talent all you know out of your ears here. We got we even had an Eddie Kingston promo I didn't bring up where we're going to get Eddie Kingston, um, the Lucha Bros, and uh, Santana and Ortiz taking on 2.0 Daniel Garcia and some mystery opponents. Now I'll tell you quick quickly what I think about that. I hope this is then where we get the start of maybe some. Santana and Ortiz versus uh Lucha Bros right that that's the that's the feud I want to see in AEW over the tag team championships and so that's what I'm hoping happens Eddie Kingston can do no wrong I love that Eddie Kingston does uh the promos backstage and he always gets interrupted although he didn't get interrupted right now and I've never been the biggest fan of get him in the ring to talk right but like Eddie Kingston's another level. You got to put him out there. Kind of like CM Punk, you know, go back to CM Punk's match with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston had that crowd. I know we had the CM Punk fans and it was all rah-rah CM Punk, but it was a lot of rah-rah, uh, Eddie Kingston. And so I just think we need to get Eddie Kingston more and more in front of our TV. Uh, it feels like, you know, he's that top mid card, uh, talent, but push him to the moon. Before it's too late, because, again, there's going to be an eventual time that collectively we check out on, okay, that was Eddie Kingston, and who's the next guy, right? So you got to strike while the iron is hot, and I think the iron is hot right now. Eddie Kingston, Hangman Adam Page, I mean, ugh, are you serious? Are you cowboy shit? And 5150, Eddie Kingston, I'm, Jesus, that is I mean, just take all my money. That is what I want to see right now. I'll stop the podcast and put that match on if it happened. Uh, But yeah, like I was saying, the train doesn't stop with this AEW. They just keep it going. And we still got all these rumors. Adam Cole has a surprise. Is that Kyle Riley? Johnny Gargano is talking on his Twitch stream uh, that if you say his name uh, enough, he'll show up like he's Beetlejuice. So maybe that's coming. We still got the boogeyman of Bray Wyatt just hanging out in the ether of the IWC. We just saw uh, Braun Strowman come out as Titan at the last Ring of Honor show. Uh, So what's he going to do? Maybe he shows up. You got EC3. You've got all these guys that are just, you know, Potentially showing up in AEW. You have a whole Ring of Honor roster, right? We just took Jay Lethal with Jonathan Grisham just won the championship. He's wanting to take on CM Punk and Brian Danielson to continue the Ring of Honor legacy. Maybe that happens. So, like, this is incredible. It's so much fun what we got going on in AEW Dynamite, or excuse me, AEW specifically dynamite, but also Rampage, also Dark, also elevation. I mean, we got Tony Neese on dark. We've got a 2.0 on elevation. It just, it's incredible. We even got, uh, the goddamn wingman. I missed the wingman Pinky's in where's JD Drake. I want to see more JD Drake, like, uh, 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 an embarrassment of riches, AEW currently has right now. And I just love it. Uh, but I did want to share, we, we do have a couple, uh, tweet tables. And again, Tim typically has, about graphics and stuff. So I'm going to read uh, one in particular that I really liked. Um, And uh, I don't have a graphic. So uh, Katie, it's Katie. uh, I apologize, but let me get to it nonetheless. At Katie, first lady says at AEW Dynamite, or excuse me, at AEW, not even mad about the draw. Hell of a match to end 2021. Looking forward to a rematch. Fantastic. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Hashtag winter is coming. Hashtag tweet the table. Here's the thing, Katie, we're not done with 2021. <laughs> like next week is when all these, you know, potential surprises we thought may have happened on winter is coming happens next week. That's maybe when we get Kyle Riley, that's maybe when we get Johnny Gargano. So, uh, that's, what's incredible about this promotion is, you know, typically, you know, in the fight world and also in other wrestling promotions. Yeah. We're December 15th. Let's, uh, you know, everyone, go home, hug your kids. Uh, let's get gear up for next year. I mean, AEW might be doing that, but it sure doesn't feel that way. And so, you know, we're not done. And that is so much fun as a fan. I, I have wrestling shows that aren't tribute to the troops where it's like, okay, Ray Mysterio beats Randy Orton. Neat. No, I've seen it a hundred times. They're going to get some, you know, fake claps and we're out of here. No, 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 not with AEW. We got something that may happen next week. I don't know, but I think so. But I don't know. Isn't that fun? And that's the fun part. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Oh, oh goodness guys. I didn't even talk about the biggest story of the week. Guys, I'm sorry. I didn't even talk about the biggest story of the week. Look, winter is coming was awesome. The match with Brian Danielson, hangman, Adam page off the charts, instant classic match of the year. All pales in comparison to the debut of hook. Huh? How How much fun was that? Oh my God. God, slap my kneecaps and call me Calvin. If you didn't like that, I hope you, you know, stub your toe walking up the stairs because that shit was the, oh, yes. Hook, oh my God, what? Oh, he's younger than me, but I want to be him. How is that? How is that a thing? Hook, and here's the thing. Tim just said "hook for president." Yes, Tim. But also, you wrote it correctly. I want. I want to point out something real quick. One, real quick. You're bringing up "hook." You better come correct. It's not H, lowercase O, lowercase O, K. Mm-mm. It's hook. Uppercase H, capitalized O, capitalized O, uppercase K. Hook. It hook. How cool was that? Let me let me tell you all the ways of how cool Hook was. I wrote them down cuz I couldn't get over it. Hook is great. And here is my five-point presentation. I don't have a PowerPoint because I don't know how to work technology that well, but here it is. Here's my five point. Uh, Maybe Tim post-production can, can give me a little PowerPoint. I don't know. He's in Baltimore at the airport right now. He's again, supposed to be on his vacation. It's the holidays. By no means do you have to do it. I'm just saying if you want to, but here's my five points of why hook is the best. First off, anyone who walks out to an action Bronson song in pro wrestling on a nationally televised show, instant credibility instant credibility, instant fan. I don't even care. He could have tripped up the stairs. I still have been like, I don't know. He's pretty cool. He's hook. Cool name. Great song. Great song. Action Bronson for your walkout song. I mean, come on. The son of Taz coming out of Red Hook. The worst part of Brooklyn, New York. Your name is hook. And then you got the grit. And just the griminess of Action Bronson. Ooh, home run, home run. Then after that, he didn't even come out with Team Taz. He came out like a badass. He didn't come out like, oh, me and my friends, we're going to beat up Fuego. We're, you know, uh, I got Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, No, he just said, let me go out there. I'm going to kick this guy's ass. And you know what it reminded me of? Uh, if you've seen the movie Warrior, uh, it was an MMA movie, I think, came out in 2008, 2010, somewhere in there. I don't know. Kurt Angle was in it. He played a Russian. Uh, if you remember his days in TNA when he really like slimmed down, he was slimming down for that role. Anyhow, if you've seen the movie Warrior, Tom Hardy's character in the movie where he goes into the cage, he beats your ass, and he walks out. He doesn't need the fireworks or the introduction or the huge, you know, Bruce buffer, uh, name and weight and city. No, just go in there, kick your ass. And that's what hook does. Right. Again, blaring out the action Bronson, which was just so cool, but then no, no entourage, no friends, no Ricky Starks, no powerhouse Hobbs at the time. Uh, no, Dante Martin, I believe, because I don't think at that time he had cha- uh, turned on him yet or maybe he had. But you know what I'm saying? Comes out there. Just singular focused on Fuego do Sol. But then also. He, he swarms him like a shark that smells blood in the water, then gets in there and then makes Fuego piss his pants because he doesn't he, he circles him, circles him. And then he gets in there and you think, okay, oh well, shit, I better, you know, get ready for war. Now, nah. he walks to his corner and doesn't even give you the time of day. He leans up against the corner. The ref has to tell him when to start. He said, okay, okay, I guess, you know, I don't get paid by the hour, but I guess I'm clocking in. And here we go. And then this is when we go right into point number three, his move set was hard hitting and physically impressive in 2021. So it wasn't this, you know, Walter based uh, style, which again, I love the European style of just fuck you up. It was also some flips, right? He does that thing off the rope where he does a mid flip in the air and then does a arm drag to fuego. Like that's as cool as a ricochet or will Ospreay or any other kind of guy's move set but then he does the move where paying homage to his dad which how cool I don't know if you saw the photo but of Taz standing up and applauding his son as his son walks into the uh AEW ring for the first time love that but going into the match you had Hook paying homage to his dad, doing the clubbing blows to Fuego's eardrums and side of his head, just clubbing him. But at the same time, he has his mask going over his eyes, so Fuego can't even see where the punches are coming, and he's just mercilessly hitting them here, and he hits him here, and he hits him there. Oh, I mean, this is the best of both worlds. I don't know how you can get much better. You have all the flips in the young buck, right? All that stuff. But then you have the, I ain't fucking around. You think I'm messing around? I got two fists. I got a, I got a, I got a fist right here that I'm going to throw through your eye socket. That's what Hook's saying when he walks in the ring. I have this knuckle right here. It's going to go through your eye socket. And how intimidating is that? Fuego, who beat Miro, by the way. Let's not forget that got manhandled by hook all capitalized letters hook and then my last point of why hook is the coolest thing in 2021 is he didn't even get his hand raised so he wins he pins him walks right out just like i said if you've seen the movie warrior tom hardy when he wins his fights he doesn't go for the celebration he walks back he's done with this this isn't he's not here for fame he's in here because he has something in his heart that he's got to get out tim is boarding his plane by the way uh tim safe travels Thank you. I will try to have a great show. That's to be determined from the listeners. Hashtag food table. Let me know what you think as I do this solo. Uh, but yeah, Tim, safe travels. Thanks again for being in the chat. Um, but going back to, to point number five, he doesn't even need to look at the audience and the fans clapping and all. No, in and out. I'm done. In and out. And you know how we know this was such a great debut two reasons one the numbers on youtube out of this world i can't think of another aw debut other than cm punk that had the numbers on their social media youtube twitter instagram all the stuff that hook has had. outstanding incredible off the charts and then it was announced today from pro wrestling tees cm punk who is set at the top of the hill at pro wrestling tees you know, observing everyone's new shirts while he still stays in the number one spot gets dethroned. Hook's shirt is now the number one seller at pro wrestling tees. And here's the thing. It's not this crazy, you know, Taz and Hook shirt that pays homage to the past and looks to the future. No, 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 no. It's a white shirt, black letters, all capitalized it's the total package for me. The, you know, this as you guys know, long-time listeners, uh if you're a new-time listener as i like to call you, uh my favorite wrestler growing up. There's a handful of them and one of them was Taz. ECW 1998 FTW Taz motherfucker. That guy was there to handle his business. And now we get the next iteration of that and his son hook. And the shirt says it all simple, bold in your face. I can't wait. We don't know when hooks next match is going to be. I'm on the edge of my seats, hoping that it's sooner rather than later. I don't want them to make this an orange Cassidy situation where orange Cassidy is great. Love orange Cassidy but I feel like he's getting a little bit overused. We don't need him each and every week. Kind of like we don't need Jericho each and every week, which I know feels good to miss Chris Jericho, right? He's out there uh, playing with Fozzie credit to him. Congratulations. It's a good break. It's a good break. I'm excited for when he comes back, but I don't need him now. Right. Uh, But going back to hook, uh, I I just, we don't know when his next match is and we're excited. And as I mentioned, I don't want it to be the Orange Cassidy each week. we got to find a way to have them have a match with just someone. No, no, no. Every other month, one match. Build up. Fuego. Kip Sabian. Daniel Garcia. Lee Moriarty. Then you start getting into the bigger guys, right? Then you start getting into the Darby Allens. Sammy Guevara's. Then you move up, you get the Miros, Brian Danielsons. And then I think the dream match right now, again, his character will get more developed. We'll figure out what his motivations are. But right from the jump, I think the dream match for Hook, much like a lot of other wrestlers, but specifically for Hook, Hook, CM Punk. I mean, come on, send Hook. This is how it all started. CM Punk staring down Taz, telling him to send any member of Team Taz. And he says, send hook and a revolution has started jump on board. I'm on board. You better get on board while there's room. This is a hook train going to the top and I can't wait. So again, I am Tom Thomas T Mac, whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. (laughs) I'm old. Uh, I appreciate each and every person who has commented, talked, uh, in the chat, uh, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me gas bag about this. Uh, I hope you guys all have a great week. Um, I am excited for holiday bash next week. WWE's fine. That happened. We don't need to talk about it. I don't need to be mad. It's a holiday season. So I'm going to leave you with just one word hook.